Our sermon text for today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old, Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sounds, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? I tell you the truth, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Probably one of the most well-known passages in the entire Bible. John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. One that reminds us what it means to be a Christian. What it takes to be a Christian. Jesus tells Nicodemus, who comes in the middle of the night, because he's afraid somebody might see him, and it might affect his situation in the world. He's a religious leader. He has power. He has authority. He's somebody important. And yet he comes to Jesus in the middle of the night seeking to find understanding from Jesus. And Jesus tells him, you must be born again. What in the world does it mean to be born again? I remember in the 70s when that was the phrase. Are you born again? Have you been born again? You heard born again so many times, sometimes you got tired of hearing it. 
Nobody really ever stopped to explain, though, to your average person what it means to be born again, to start a new life. We understand what it means to be born. We've blessed, been blessed this past year with new children all around. Families have had new children. We've had some new children here in the church. We understand what that means. When you're born, you're born into a family. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not good. But when Jesus talks about being born again, it's the same thing. It's being born into a family, into a new family, into the family of God. It's deciding that you want to be adopted into God's family and to become a part of God's family. When we become part of a family, there are requirements. Always requirements when you're born into a family. The family that I was born into, the requirements were that you split wood all summer, and you hauled it in all winter. Growing up in northern Minnesota, we burned a lot of wood. So being a boy in that family meant that you were going to do a lot of wood cutting. It was just part of the requirement. But my mother was way ahead of her time. Boys got to do dishes too. Although my sister never had to haul in wood because one stick at a time just wasn't going to cut it. So it was just easier if she stayed out of mine and my brother's way and we hauled in the wood. And I'm sure she was very happy about that. But into your family, you have the same story. You have something that was required of you. Maybe it was you had to help clean the house. I know my wife, her family, she had to help clean the house on Saturday. They had a five-bedroom house, two kitchens, two living rooms, and they had to clean it every Saturday. That was part of the requirements. So why, if we're required by being born into an earthly family to do things, do we think it's crazy that when we're born into the family of God, when we become a part of the family of God, that we think there aren't things that we need to be doing. The word believe in Greek is a verb. It's an action word. It's not something you do between your ears. It's something you do with your hands and your heart. It's believing in Jesus to the point where you will do what it is he has called you to do. Now, in some ways, I feel like I'm, as they say, preaching to the choir here. Most of you have made the decision to become a part of the family of God. You've given your heart to Jesus Christ. You've asked him to forgive your sins through his death on the cross. And you look forward to his resurrection in the final days. 
So what does it mean for us that we have been born again? Well, I was thinking this week, and I thought, you know, we really in this country could use a revival. We could use a coming together of the people who understand what it means to be a part of the family of God. Now, my wife's family used to get together every year and have a family reunion. And it was good to see people you hadn't seen in a long time. It's a little intimidating in the first few years you're married into the family. You have to try and learn everybody's name and how they're related. And when there's 90 different people, it takes a little while. We don't do that as much anymore. And you know something? We don't do it in the church at all. Maybe it's time that the church had a reunion with the family with those who are called the children of God, came together and reminded one another what it is we're called to do, who it is we're called to be. We're called to be God's children, the people of God doing the work of God in the community. That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to be. But the problem with the church today is that the church today has become so much more interested in being socially relevant. The problem with that is to be socially relevant means you're constantly changing. Nothing is fixed. What we need to be is biblically relevant. We need to be relevant and living the Word of God because the Word of God doesn't change. We need to be active in our community seeking people for Jesus Christ. Not so that we can bring bigger numbers into our church, but so that we can bring more people to God through Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. We're called to bring people into the family of God so that they come to understand who Jesus Christ is for them. So that they have the opportunity to be born again into the family of God. You know, I stopped hearing that term in the probably the late 80s. We don't talk much about being born again anymore. It's kind of gone by the wayside, unless you're in a a very conservative church, you might hear the the term born again, or you have an old pastor like me. (laughs) But we need to be reminded that we're here as part of the family of God because we have been born again. That's a requirement. The church today is struggling. I just heard on the news this week that the Presbyterians lost another 500,000 members this last year. And the United Methodists have lost probably just as many. And you go on down through the churches and all of the churches are losing members. Why? Because we've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten that we are born into the family of God. 
Families don't have reunions anymore because everybody's so busy. All kinds of things are going on. It's time that the church started to understand who we are. Where we've come from. What our faith is. What it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We need to get back to the basics. We need to remember that we have been born again. We are no longer children of this world. We are children of God. Yes, we live in this world. We should affect this world. We should change this world. But we are God's children. Born through the blood of Jesus Christ. Born to be his people. Have you been born again? Have you admitted to yourself that without Jesus Christ there is no hope for you? That only through his death on the cross and his resurrection you have forgiveness from sin. You can be a good person. There's plenty of good people who are not part of God's family. You can make all the right decisions. You can do all of the right things. You can... Be good. But the requirement to be a part of the family of God is you must be born again. You must be born from above. You must be renewed by God. That's the call. That's the question today. Have you been born again? If you haven't, I ask you to consider it. Consider becoming part of the family of God because it's great. You come into a family where people are going to pray for you. They're going to love you. They're going to care for you. And retirement, oh, it's great. You get to spend eternity with God where there will be no more pain or suffering No more struggles, no more sorrows. That's the promise for those who are born again. If you haven't asked Jesus Christ into your heart, do it today, right where you are. You don't have to pray anything fancy. Just tell God, I understand I'm a sinner. And because of my sin, I'm separated from you but I don't want to be separated anymore. I want to be part of your family. I want to be one of your children. And God will accept that prayer. God will welcome you into his family and you will be one of his children. If you'd like to come to the altar and pray today, maybe because you've decided that you want to be a part of the family of God, or you know that in your life it's time for a reunion. It's time for you to be reunited with God. I open the altar to you today. May God be with us.